Welcome to the Inspire Radio Podcast. This podcast is an opportunity to listen again to one of the many inspirational and thought-provoking interviews first broadcast on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio brings you inspirational interviews, news events, workshops and seminars, plus great music too. Online, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Inspire Radio is your truly feel-good radio station. For more information and to listen to Inspire Radio, why don't you check out inspireradio.co.uk. Check out our Facebook page too, where we've got details of events on there. Our Facebook page is at Inspire Radio UK. Now sit back and enjoy this Inspire Radio podcast. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. You're listening to Inspire Radio, your truly feel-good radio station. Welcome to the Happiness Hour with me, Carolyn King, where we increase the happiness in the world one story at a time. So today I am joined by the amazing Julie Scaleri. She currently resides in rural Victoria with her husband and her two dogs, Logan and Jack. She grew up as the eldest of four children on a rural sheep and wheat property and learned from a young age the power of positivity despite the hardships that life throws at us along the way. When she left school, she ventured from home to study as a nurse and went on to study further uh, studies in the disability field. She waited a few years before she pursued her lifelong dream of becoming a paramedic. And when she was successful, she was one of the early female paramedics employed by Ambulance Victoria. During her many years as a paramedic, she was successful in many training-based competitions and even had the privilege of presenting to Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, which was a true honour. She has a keen interest in humanity and enjoys giving back to her community. Julie, welcome to the show today. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Well, I live in central Victoria um, with my husband, um, uh, Pete. He's a retired firefighter, which he was for 37 years. And um, I've got two dogs that are... my companion dogs and love them dearly. Um, Logan's a Border Collie and Jack's a Big Kelpie. And um, they're great. They entertain me a lot. And um, we're renovating a little old cottage and um, got five chickens. And um, I retired now from Ambulance Victoria where I was just shy of 24 years in the industry. And um, love life and um, love sharing what I do now with a charity and enjoy um, helping others and um, spreading the word about the foundation that I'm involved in and um, I guess just being thankful for every day that I'm able to um, step out of my bed and um, do things that uh, make me happy. Oh wow that's amazing and you're married to a retired firefighter so we've got two heroes in your house. Paramedics oh. and firefighters. <laughs> you got I don't around. know if you'd call us heroes but oh. yeah we certainly pursued big careers. I think you're both I think those those careers are definitely our everyday heroes they save us when we need us when we need you most you guys are there. So talk to us a little bit about what drew you into wanting to be a paramedic because you said that was a lifetime lifelong dream. Yeah so I guess as a kid growing up um I had always been interested in, you know, lights and sirens, wanting, you know, do I become a police officer or, or do I, you know, do nursing or, you know, something a little bit more, probably go in 
to be what was called back then an ambulance officer. So um, went on and I did some nursing and then I worked in the disability field and for five years, um, long time ago, ambulance before Victoria um, didn't employ um, for a period of time for five years. So I sat back and waited until they recruited again. And then I was like, oh, what the heck, I'll give it a crack. So um, I was successful. And um, in the end of 1995, I got in and I started in early January of 1996. Yeah. So I wow. guess it was, you know, I guess I was just interested in an action job um, and then where I could actually intervene and assist. Wow, that's mm. fantastic. So talk to us. I mean, you may, you may have seen, well, you would have seen so many different things over the 24 years of being a paramedic. Have you got any feel-good stories? I know there would have been a lot of trauma and tragedy, tragedy that may have crossed your path, but what, have you got any feel-good stories or anything that you'd like to share about the positives? Yeah, so look, I guess there's a lot of positives from, you know, helping a frail elderly person um, at their point of need, like, and that might be the fact that they've fallen and been on the floor for, you know, 24 hours or only a few hours, um, and they may have had a fractured hip, or you may have been called um, to a property that where, you know, they have not been eating. So you've been able to then, you know, aid in that. Just a simple little task by even then, you know, managing that person's pain through to, um, organising other services for that person or referral. So necessarily sometimes they didn't go to hospitals, sometimes they did. Um, but, you know, an example, I guess, is, you know, ensuring that um, of a positive that, you know, the person was paying was taken care of, but, you know, that the neighbour was notified that they were, you know, unwell and their cat was locked up or, you know, the lights were out <laughs> and the keys were put back where they should be. Um, just little feel-good stories, um, little things that would make you smile that wouldn't necessarily otherwise in the job. I mean, an example of, you know, someone who is dying of cancer um, at their point of, you know, end of their life, but they've ran out of their palliative care medicines. So being able to then, you know, ring and call and organise that for the person was, you know, things that you wouldn't think an emergency paramedic would do, but, you know, you're able to, you know, think laterally and provide um, the right skills for those people so that actually didn't have to go in through an emergency department that, you know, they could get um, things provided to them at home. So, and I guess, you know, the feel good is always having a new little person come into the world. <laughs> so um, several of those over my career, and, and some in some very awkward scenarios from a back of a car to the bathroom floor, a um, little bit of messy business for the families to have to clean up, but, you know, very positive outcomes for, um, you know, some of those jobs. And I guess too, some of the, you know, I've just been reading through some of the, my thank you letters for over the years and um, just appreciating that people, at their point of need of taking the time to say thanks to a paid paramedic um, and people don't have to do that but sometimes people um, went out of their way to say thanks for helping and you know that makes you feel good well isn't that lovely that people take the time out to thank you and and I'd like to thank all paramedics and firefighters because I look I've needed um, paramedics in the past for my family and we, when we need you you're there and you guys do an amazing job so I think thank you letters is just a beautiful thing. So you've kept all your thank you letters from other years? 
Yeah, I have. I've got them all in front of me at the moment. It's actually nice to look back over them and think about some of the cases, like um, just little ones. So I've just read one from a young girl who'd fallen off a horse and she was a 16-year-old female and she's just thanking me um, for taking the care because she felt scared and, um, you know, was fearful about what was going to happen to her. So um, just looking back through that reminds you of some of the other jobs then that you've been to where there's been positive outcomes, but even though even some of the most difficult ones I've got letters of thanks that were sent into the paper or um, someone has bothered to write to your manager to say you know thanks for you know caring regardless of the outcome. Wow and it must be amazing to to be in different um, to be, to see so many people at different stages of their life like you said from those that are just newly born all the way to the end of life that must really impact you on a mental and emotional level to see that huge range of life through through your eyes and through everything that you've gone through yeah so i think that you um you've got to be able to learn to categorize what you've seen and what you don't see and um so you just i guess is just an awareness of um the jobs that you do go to and being um you know, thankful, I guess, at the end of your shift, if you didn't go to anything traumatic, but if you did, then realise that, look, I actually got to categorise this. And, you know, I thought I was so resilient in the job, you know, 10 years into the job and I um, had had really nothing happen to me mentally. I thought I was superwoman and wonder woman. And then all of a sudden, boom, several jobs catch up with me. And then I find myself landed in a mental health facility for depression, anxiety and suicidal suicidal ideation and I guess that you um you know you realize that I'm not a superhero I'm just a human being that's wearing a uniform to do a task and so you know that made me reassess where I was in my world but it also made me um look at um, other people's fragility and why things happen to them and so realizing that you know I needed to put a little bit more working to myself but then realized when it was time for me to leave the job it was time for me to leave the job so, so when you when you chose to leave the job was that part of the your mental and emotional well-being that you knew it was time to just move on to something else yeah so i knew that for my own well-being that i couldn't um my reserves weren't there anymore to keep giving so i needed to take the time out and actually resign from the job um, to fill my own bucket completely again so that I could give back to the community in other ways rather than being a paid responder. So I guess I equate it to being a bit like a football player. You know, you can play centre forward for, you know, a certain amount of your career and then you might actually have to take a little break and sit on the sidelines for a while or you may go into coaching or you may go into radio, <laughs> you know, like you may have a sideward step or you might just totally completely go out of the industry because it doesn't serve you well anymore. So I think um, certain industries have time limits on them and, you know, there's other things in life that, you know, I needed to pursue and this was one of those things was to pursue more about me and understanding me but to, to you know, I guess leave and do other things. Okay, well, we'll chat more after the break about what you're getting up to these days. So you are listening to the Happiness Hour on Inspire Radio, and today I am joined by Julie Scaleri. Looking forward to talking with Julie after this short break. This, 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 this is Inspire Radio. You're listening to Inspire Radio. We are your truly feel-good radio station, playing your feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night. 
evening meditation and early morning meditation as well, as well as the inspirational book of the week and guests from around the world. You know what? We're pleased to say as well, we just got the latest figures out and uh, we are now um, listened to in 40 countries across the world. And maybe you would like to reach some of our listeners. Maybe you'd like to talk to us. Maybe you'd like to promote your business with us right here on Inspire Radio. If you would, it is dead simple to get in touch. All you need to do is email steve at inspireradio.co.uk. That's steve at inspireradio.co.uk. We would love to help you spread the news about what you do. This is Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio. And welcome back to the Happiness Hour on Inspire Radio today. I am joined by Julie Scaleri. Let's get back to the interview. Julie, you mentioned just before the break that you had, you decided no longer to be a paramedic just over a year ago. What are you doing with your time now? So my time now is, well, last year I had a really busy year. Um, I spent um, three months in Bali and some of that time I spent um, helping with women's retreat through Soul Purpose Consulting, which was amazing to see women set goals and go forward um, for their own life. So that was a great um, opportunity for me to continue to help with those retreats. Um, I travelled a bit for the 12 months. Um, I had an opportunity to do, I got a scholarship to do a symposium in Canada um, on post-traumatic growth and resiliency. Um, in October last year, had the opportunity last year also to go to Vanuatu and spend some time with um, Peter's brother and his wife who work over there um, with Australian volunteers abroad. And so we were able to spend a few weeks with them last year. And I guess opportunities have kind of presented themselves to me they wouldn't have if I had otherwise stayed in the industry. But I also, one of the big um, causes that I'm involved in is called the Code 9 Foundation. Um, And so it's a foundation that was set up a few years ago and is now a charity um, for emergency service personnel um, struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety and depression. And um, we just realised that paramedics and fireys and triple O call takers and police members, um, they sometimes felt quite alone. And um, even though there is welfare services available, they just um, felt like they weren't supported. So this is a peer um, set up program to support people. Wow, what a wonderful so organisation. Yeah, so I'm on the committee for that and so I'm a driving fundraiser for that and a very much an advocate when I spent my time in a clinic and I really um, want to make sure that I'm a bit of an advocate for people but also, you know, to know it's okay not to be okay but it's okay to have someone help you out of that dark time as well. Actually, I, I, I absolutely agree with you there that it's okay not to be okay, but it's also okay to ask for help. And I think that's what that's one of the biggest things that we all need to understand with mental health, that, that that's what happens. Um, talk to me a little bit more about what Code 9 Foundation actually does. I know they do, they support, and I think you mentioned off air too that they have support dogs, and I really love the idea of the support dogs. Yeah, so um, the Code 9 Foundation is huge into raising funds for uh, full-time assistance dogs. And um, so we raise funds for Assistance Dogs Australia, um, who train uh, 
um, full-time working dogs that match the individual um, emergency responder. So um, each dog costs approximately $35,000 to train, but it's trained specifically to that person's needs. So whether that's for nighttime um, assistance for nightmare um management or whether that's you know in crowds or whether that's helping with anxiety or um, they understand when someone is increasing their um, awareness and wants to isolate so therefore the dog needs to be walked regularly and looked after so that promotes um, people moving and wellness so um, the dogs are utilized for so many um, things for uh, the, the people that are deserving of them. I love it. I think, you know, that old saying, man's best friend, dogs are our man's best friend. They really are, and women's best friend, but they really are, aren't they? They, they can really be there for so many different reasons. And it's wonderful to hear that they can yeah. help with um, emergency responders in, in, in their emotional needs. That's fantastic. Yeah, so they bring so much joy to people too. They start to rediscover some happiness, and we're talking about happiness right now, but they also, um, they just... Um, bring a person back to the now, back to what's going on for me right now. You know, the dog wants a pat. Oh, okay. Or the dog's <laughs> licking me. What am I thinking about? What am I, what am I doing right now that the dog is doing a certain action? So, you know, and they certainly are, I mean, they will um, be like a weighted blanket for um, the people who own them. Um, they're just right by them all the time, 24-7. They're available and can pretty much go anywhere. Um, they go on an aeroplane. They can go into hospitals with the, with the responders. Wow. That's awesome. Do an amazing job. So how do you raise funds? Is, do you do fundraising? So yeah, so look, we've applied, we get several scholarships and grants, mm -hmm. so we apply for those, and we've got a few people on the committee who are good at, you know, that tasking um, in going for scholarships, um, but, you know, the other thing we do is fundraise, so okay. that's one of my passions is fundraising, and I... You know, a couple of years ago, helped run a little thrift store and uh, opportunity shop, which we kind of set up over a weekend. And we helped raise funds for the Bendigo Health Foundation, um, the Cancer Centre, but we also um, raised money for the Code 9 Foundation. So in just our short two months of being open, and we're only open as a little pop-up shop, we were able to raise $22,000. So Wow. Eight and a half thousand went to the Code Nine Foundation, and the remainder that we pledged fifty thousand dollars through another little charity that I'm involved in called the Gift, which is Give Inspire Fundraise Together, and then we choose a charity that that money goes to. And um, so at that point, it was with Benigo Health Foundation, and then also um, the Code Nine Foundation. So it's you know let it been a bit tough in COVID to try and raise funds, but even though a lot of people are struggling. There's still um, a lot of generous people out there that want to give back in some form. And if this charity is what um, ticks their boat, then they will certainly um, give to us. Wow. And do you want to share the website if, for our listeners if they want to connect with that code, the Code 9 Foundation? Yeah, sure. So the Code 9 Foundation website is www.code9, as in the number, pdsd.org. Fantastic. Well, we'll take a break now. You are listening to the Happiness Hour on Inspire Radio today, and I am joined by Julie Scaleri. Looking forward to chatting with Julie more after this short break. Inspire Radio. I've looked after my kids since they were born. Now they've got kids. I still want to look after them. I don't want them struggling to make decisions about my money or my health. 
if I can't. So we made a lasting power of attorney. Now, if I can't speak for myself, they'll speak for me. It's a weight off for all of us, isn't it? Yes, mum. <laughs> <laughs> lasting power of attorney. Search your voice, your decision. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. And welcome back to the Happiness Hour on Inspire Radio today. And I am joined by Julie Scaleri. We were just chatting about the Code 9 Foundation, but I know, Julie, that you are involved in other charities and you mentioned it briefly before the break. So what else are you involved with? Yeah, so I'm involved with um, an organisation called The Gift, which is Give, Inspire, Fundraise Together. So basically that was set up by a girlfriend of mine for the local community in where I live. And, um, yeah, so um, we raise funds then for Bendigo Health and also then we raise funds for the Code 9 Foundation. So, you know, there's some other things that I involve myself in when I can and when I can travel. Um, So... A couple of years ago, I was able to go to East Timor with the Rotary Club. So we helped build a kitchen for that little um, community in, um, up in uh, Timor Leste, um, and it was um, yeah, it was it was good to be able to go to that country and to be able to do things. And you know, over the years, I've gone to a few other facilities, um, worked in orphanages in Mexico, uh, worked in some medical projects out in Vanuatu, and travelled down to Central Australia and worked with some Indigenous cultures. So, you know, where the opportunity arises, I, you know, sometimes give it a crack and say, let's say yes, and then I'll work out how, and then I go, oh, my gosh, have I taken on too much? But I guess if I see a need, I sometimes work out, can I help with that need? Um, And, you know, does that work for me at that point in time? Some things I have to let go, but other things I'll pursue. And, you know, my passion is the Code 9 Foundation um, because I really don't want to see members suffer alone and but yeah you know certainly put my finger in a few other pies where I can. Well for so, so for someone that gives so much to the community and has in the past how do you look after your own mental and emotional health? Yeah so that's an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> no look I've learned um, I guess over the t- over the years that I've got to look after myself because if I can't fill my own bucket it overflows or it gets a hole in it and cracked and it becomes empty. So I've learned that I, you know, I use um, some meditation facilities online. So I'll use Budify or Insight Timer, um, use some nighttime medica- medita- um, meditations from um, those um, facilities that are available to us. And, you know, otherwise I just, I take my dogs for a walk on a regular basis. I sit and, like last week I made a daisy chain from just going, you know what, there's daisies everywhere. Why don't I just sit and be like a kid and mindfully make a daisy chain? And I love so it. <laughs> to sit there and end up then with yellow all over my hands. But it was um, just connecting back with nature. And, you know, I love watching the sunset. I love watching the sunrise. I love the moon coming up because I think that it gives us a focus point. So I like having something to focus on because that brings me back to the right here, right now. And even if that's, if I'm getting a little distracted, if I just go and pick up some ice out of the freezer and go, that brings me back to right yep. now, right now in what, what's going on for me. So, and you know, I exercise, I walk a lot. I've started back running. Um, 
you know, I, I get my feel out of helping other people as well, but I realise that I have to, you know, have time for me. And if I don't do that, then I'll become fragile and fray at the edges. So, you know, I certainly love Insight Timer and, you know, my brain goes everywhere when I try to read <laughs> these days. So I enjoy the, the good old audio books. So, yeah. Look, I love it. So many resources available to there really is, isn't it? We're lucky that we're in this technological age where we can sort of reach out on the internet and has so many apps that can really help us with our mental and emotional well-being. But you touched on one that I really love and it was the daisy chains because I think of many of us as we become adults, we forget the things that used to bring us joy as a child. And sometimes it's nice just to reconnect with that childlike part of ourselves and, and play, just do just have some play and yes. said, your fingers were yellow. But I remember that as a child. I haven't done that for years, but I love that. Yeah, so it was funny. It was just like, you know what? What is that? I'm like, they're everywhere. I'm like, no, just sit right now. And I don't care if you get dirty. I'm giving myself permission to just be and to almost be back like that feeling being a little kid again, not worrying about it. So I didn't care that my hands got dirty. You know, it's like, oh, I muck that one up, you know, let yellow flowers together, you know, and then I've laid it all out and I was like, wow, have a look at that. I've actually created something, but I really enjoyed back playing. So um, it was kind of, yeah, a simple, a simple little thing that's, you know, surrounds us like they're everywhere, like you mow your lawn and <laughs> they pop up like the next morning. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, just, li just little things. It's even like being out when I'm going for a walk and then I get swooped by a magpie. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I realize I'm alive, but I also, you know, then I start to look around, well, listen to all the beautiful birds that I can hear. You know, then you start to see things that you wouldn't normally, you're so rushed in seeing. And I think that's in some ways with COVID has slowed us down to actually think out of, you know, out of a difficult circumstances, good things come. And so I'm learning that as well. Out of a horrible scenarios that I've seen with my job over the years, and it certainly got me down, you know, there's been good things that have come out of that as well. Wow. So, mm. What a positive outlook. Well, we're going to take another break. So you are listening to the Happiness Hour on Inspire Radio today, and I am joined by Julie Scaleri. Looking forward to talking with Julie more after this break. Time for another inspirational quote from Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. Hi, this is Steve Gamlin from the Motivational Firewood Hour. I'd like to share one of my favorite motivational quotes. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Maya Angelou Thanks for listening to Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. This, 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 this is Inspire Radio. And welcome back to the Happiness Hour on Inspire Radio today, where I am joined by Julie Scaleri. We have been chatting about paramedics. We've been chatting about the Code 9 Foundation. We have been ch chatting about so many different things. And before the break, Julie was sharing with us how she looks after her own mental health. And we're talking about daisy chains and reconnecting with that inner child of ourselves. But Julie, I'd like to ask you, do you have any tips for our listeners on how they can, you know, Based on all your experience as a paramedic and what you've seen with your experience with the Code 9 Foundation and your own personal practices, do you have any tips for our listeners? Um, I think one of the biggest things that I have for me is to thine own self be true. So find what works for you, 
or find someone that helps you get to where you want to go in life. So um, depending on what modality you want to use, but do things that make you smile. You know, I think I've seen so much tragedy over my lifetime that I'm so thankful for every day I get out of bed. Now we talk about gratitude and we talk about the reality, you know, that it's great to be saying, let's be grateful every day. But some people, you know, don't really understand that. I think I really truly do have an understanding of that from what I've seen and what I've been involved with over my, you know, lifetime really, that it's so good to be um, thankful and grateful. And so I guess I've learned, you know, it's important to fill up your own bucket. If traumatic things happen to you, then unpack it, deal with it. You'll never be the same, but you might very well evolve into some other um, person that grows even more. Um, don't let that stifle you and know, you know, that you aren't alone. Know that there's hope, you know, our, our biggest things are hopes and fears, I guess, in the world. But, you know, I guess I figure on hope more than my fears and, um, you know, keep pursuing what works for you. You know, if it's audio books, if it's reading, if it's returning to study or, do things that make you feel joyful, but certainly gratitude because life can be snapped away in you in an instant, the life that we know. Um, and, you know, not that we ever wish that upon any one of our friends or family, but it certainly can happen. And I just, yeah, learned to step out of my bed each morning and be thankful when my feet hit the ground. I love it. You've shared some really great tips there. Thine own self be true, being thankful and grateful, filling your own bucket you know, hope more than fear. And um, you mentioned something else that we didn't touch on enough, but I think when you said that we grow through our experiences and early on you said that you had talked about, um, you, you went overseas to talk about post-traumatic growth. Do you have any tips on how people can have, work through that? Because we hear a lot about PTSD, but growing through our experience is another way of doing it. I know it's not easy, but do you have any tips or anything around, anything you'd like to say around that? Yeah, so I think for me, I mean, we all have a lived experience, so, and we all have traumas. If you can deal with issues that come up at the particular point in time rather than letting them accumulate, you know, so, and also I think it's realizing that, you know, we're all in this together and we all have um, things that are difficult, but, you know, we can, you've got to hang on to hope and also, you know, working out what do I actually need assistance with? Do I do I actually need medication right now yeah. for a period of time? Do I actually need to see a psychologist? Do I need to combine, you know, my psychology with other alternative therapies? Do I need to allow myself to go on a retreat? Give yourself permission and then look at, I look at other people's stories and go, how did they heal the people that have, gone through you know really difficult scenarios like Jill Hicks is one of our ambassadors for the Code 9 Foundation and she was involved in the um, bombings in England and this lost her limbs and so you know you look at how do these people recover how do these people um, go forward they'll never be the same but you know they've dug deep and they've seen that to be thankful for life and I guess you know, I guess I, say, I don't want to be airy-fairy, but there is, you know, you can certainly dig deep and work out how do I, you know, get out of my current scenario. 
Wow. And how powerful is that to finish our show today? So, Julie, how can they reach you? Or did you want to give out the, the web addresses for the Code 9 Foundation again and any other websites that you feel like you'd like to share? Yeah, sure. So we're um, at www.code9, as in the number, pdsd.org.au. Um, or you can find us on Facebook under the Code 9 Foundation. And look, if you wanted to like our little page, the gift, the Give Inspire fundraise together, that's on Facebook. And um, look, I think that the biggest thing for me is awareness wanting people to understand what we do as a foundation. And, um, you know, one of the biggest pushes we have is supporting um, families and partners of those who are suffering with PTSD as well. So I think, you know, if people could share what we're on about and get on and even have a little look and then maybe share it with their friends, we certainly would appreciate it. That's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you today for Julie, not only for being on the show, but for everything you've done in the past as a paramedic and everything you continue to do for the for the community. I really, I know you don't like the word hero, but I do think that you're an everyday hero. Um, people like you that just continue to give back to the community. It's just, that's what it's about. It's about helping other people. And that, as you mentioned during our chat today, that can also bring joy within yourself and it can fill your cup when you're giving back. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on the show today. So we're going to end now. So if you would like more information about how I am working with increasing happiness in the world, you can check out my website, empoweredhappiness.com. And of course, you can check out the Inspire Radio's full program schedule at inspireradio.co.uk online 24-7. There are amazing shows on there as well as meditations. So check them out. And finally, thank you, a big thank you to our listeners for taking your time out of your day today to listen to the Happiness Hour. This is Inspire Radio, your truly feel-good radio station. Be happy be inspired thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast maybe you would like to join us as a guest on inspire radio maybe you'd like to feature on our inspire radio directory if you would and you'd like to get in touch then simply enter your details on the contact page at inspireradio.co.uk remember to give our facebook page a like as well at Inspire Radio UK. And once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Inspire Radio. And have the best day you possibly can. Be happy, be inspired. The Inspire Radio podcast is produced and presented by the team at Inspire Radio. Copyright applies. For more information about Inspire Radio, visit inspireradio.co.uk or if you'd like to download our free app for the Android phone just go to your Google Play Store and search for Inspire Radio With feel good music by day relaxing music by night this is Inspire Radio Be happy, be inspired